Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Martin Wilshire, your host. Another great show for you this evening. We're live this time. Last couple of weeks, we have been pre-recorded. This is a live show, and I'm honored to have uh, Cody uh, Bowden and I'm sorry, Cody Jorgensen and Neil Bowden on from the UFO database. That is a, a great database. I uh, looked. Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, six months or so ago, I found out about this checked into it and there's a lot of really great credible um, UFO uh, information there for anyone that's looking and we are ready to bring our guests in. Well, first of all, I should say a couple of things. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for listening and watching and our audience is always growing and I really do appreciate that. Anyone can support the show over at Patreon and that link is on our website. Also this week's blog is the, uh, I think it's titled, Did UFOs Cause the 1965 Blackout? Now, that was like the whole East Coast from up in Canada all the way down through New York City. I believe it was something like 13 hours. And surprisingly, about nine months later, there was a lot of babies born. I do remember that. I remember hearing about that. But anyway, uh, I'm going to bring our guests in. Here we go. Hey, Cody, Welcome. Thank you, Martin. Thanks for having us on here today. Yes, you bet. Welcome, Neil. Hello. Thanks, Martin. And I guess I want to start right off the bat and ask, uh, who's that? was it one of you two, or did you both come up with the idea together? How did all that happen uh, for the UFO database? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, so it was really started with myself and some um, friends that uh, we were discussing the UFO topic uh, nonstop, basically. And, uh, you know, going down the, the rabbit hole, looking into uh, documentaries, movies, all this stuff, as much as we could find. And um, one of the things that we were noticing is the uh, really just like we kept on wanting more, but it was like uh, there was like it, it, it was not really well organized or structured. And um, oftentimes, especially when we were watching the documentaries that are all out there, they, we would find that like, you know, they would 
oftentimes make references to uh, documents, to cases, to people, those sorts of things. And then, you know, wanting to learn more, we had to go out and we are doing Google searches to try and find like find out more information about that. And we just felt like there was this real need, there was this real lacking um, need for, or there was a, what was lacking was the, uh, the, a kind of a centralized source for all this information that was kind of connecting all the all the dots basically and that's mm. where the idea for ufo database started so myself um i have a, a background in technology along with um various friends that uh started the started the uh the site with me um we basically decided to put our skills to use and to um try to add some structure and organization to the topic and that's really kind of how the ufo database started and then um shortly after um cody joined the team so and cody is uh basically in charge of <clears throat> our social media and digital marketing right and i met cody uh cody you i was on your you did a little youtube you have a youtube channel and uh that you use kind of your social media uh point there and i was on uh i was uh, on that and it was a great conversation i remember that i don't know maybe six months ago i can't even remember when it was exactly but yeah, it was yeah, good stuff. I think, yeah, I think I want to say it was about six months ago. And I just want to say thanks so much for being patient with us. I know we talked about doing this for a while. And, you know, I kept yeah. telling you, oh, we, we have some stuff we're working on. We want to, like, kind of get some things figured out before we, we come on the show. And, um, you know, you have a great audience. You've had so many amazing guests on here. So we, we're really happy to be on here. And, yeah, I want to say it was about six months ago we kind of made contact. And I remember – we had a great conversation over the phone and we do have a YouTube channel. And, um, you know, honestly, what what I found initially what happened it was like Neil and the team, they came to me and they were like, hey, you know, we'd love to kind of like have a social media presence They're They're more like behind the scenes kind of guy, you know, and they wanted somebody yeah. who could kind of be the face of it. And it was a really cool opportunity for me. And I was very excited about it. I've always been super fascinated by this topic and you know more there's been times where it's at the forefront of kind of my mind and then other times it's sort of in the background but they kind of approached me at a perfect time and asked me if i wanted to do this so we do have like a little bit of a youtube channel that honestly i've it's been a little lacking on the content there but we found that actually doing a lot of our stuff on TikTok has been a really cool um resource and a way to kind of grow our audience and you know we have a solid following of about twenty thousand people on tiktok now and um it's been really you know a, an awesome experience for me and i think one thing that i really appreciate about this project is from the get-go it's always been with a focus on bringing a attention to the subject and not so much of the sensational kind of like catch, you know, catch you with these crazy headlines and things. Now, I, you know, of course, sometimes we make I make some videos like that. You know, it's it's fun for me to sort of kind of go off the rails a little bit here and there. Um, but it's it's been a really cool experience. And honestly, I'm just you know, I I think the way I've seen the audience grow and being able to have that direct connection with people who are interested in this subject and getting the feedback that um, that we've been getting about the way we're kind of trying to present the material has been um, an awesome experience for me. So I'm just excited to keep it growing and see where it goes. 
That's right. That's great stuff. Uh, I don't know if you two have followed this. I, I mentioned it last uh, Thursday when I do the UAP crossfire every Thursday at 8 p.m. coming up also this week as well. But I mentioned last Thursday that I get contacted from one of my listeners about these nine foot aliens at the mall, the marketplace in Miami. And uh, I, it all perpetuated, I do believe, from one person on TikTok with a two million followers, mm -hmm. uh, kind of putting the rumor out there. You know, it was fantastical in a way because there was just, I've never seen so many cruisers show up at yep. any scene in my life ever. There were like, you know, so, uh, but, uh, you know, there was a reason for that. You know, there were fireworks at the, uh, uh, going on plus uh, major fights and things like that, but it still keeps going. As a matter of fact, there was, uh, I was contacted by someone today and they said there's someone that was in a shoe store that said they saw the aliens very convincing. And so it's kind of like keeps going. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a thing we always have to watch for. Uh, I still don't know what to think about some of the things that have happened over the last year, including, even though I had someone on this show about it, the Peruvian alien attacks and also the nine foot aliens in Las Vegas, you know, I mean, most likely, most people are saying that was just a hoax. Uh, so I, I don't know. Still, it's just it's crazy stuff. It's hard to sort it out sometimes. It is hard to social sort media. Out. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you actually. And, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying when social media, it snowballs on that. It's awful hard to stop it. It is hard to stop it. And actually, I, I am kind of glad you brought that up because I actually did make a video today kind of. You know, I, I've noticed uh, when I saw that stuff coming out, sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to even I'm not going to touch this with a nine foot pole because this is just to me, you know, I, I'm looking for something a little bit more. And and like you said, this was really kind of something that started from somebody making a claim that had a large following and it snowballed. And, you know, if you look on on social media right now and TikTok and stuff, it's just like it's astonishing to me how many videos have gained so many views from an event like this. And, you know, sometimes I, stuff like that can be a little disheartening, honestly, you know, from, from my perspective, at least, um, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to people coming out and, you know, making sort of like these claims. But I think a lot of times with stuff like this, for whatever reason, it catches fire Everybody wants to jump on the train and it kind of snowballs into something and, and the facts really do get lost. And if you try to if you try to present something a little bit more grounded and a little less crazy, it can kind of it can be challenging to get your voice to be heard. So, I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more on, on things like that, just sort of taking off. And I'm not so sure that that is something that we really need right now around this topic, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. I, think it, I want to add too that. I think it kind of gets at one of the big problems here when discussing the UFO subject. There's just so much noise. And this is one of the issues that we were running into. And part of the reason that was uh, we felt so motivated to create something new where you could, we're attempting to kind of get through that noise and get to like what really matters and what we think is important if we're really interested in getting to, to, to closer to some answers. So that's that was another kind of key point and, and reason why the UFO database.com started. 
And what is a what is your interaction? How how do people interact on your on your website? First of all, I'm going to pull it up, mm -hmm. and so the audience can uh, can see it. And I will have this linked in uh, um, in the show notes for those of you who are listening to just audio. Yeah. So when we first launched the site, it was really about getting data, um, creating our, our data sets, and which has been just a, a, a huge effort. Um, it's been a lot of work. It's actually collecting the data and getting it organized um, was, I'd say, more difficult than even creating the web application itself. So, um, but that was kind of the first step. And then just this weekend, we launched um, some new features to the site. And this is the first of many new features that are going to be coming this year. But um, we launched uh, the ability now to basically comment on any of these um, items here that you see that are on the website. So, and it's a really kind of interesting comment uh, message boarding system that we have. Um, it uses basically, um, you can post it anonymously on there. We, we uh, have created the ability for people to basically uh, uh, keep their anonymity. So you can just, uh, for instance, Martin, if you were to click on one of those images there, any of them, um, you can see that you can just click, uh, you can comment on it. And um, no, you don't need to set up a user account or anything like that um, by hitting that post a comment button at the top. And um, basically, we have uh, we're using uh, technology such as AI and some other tools to do content moderation, which is just, it's kind of a really interesting thing. So our hope is that people just come to the site, find something that they think is maybe interesting on there. Um, they'll feel like they maybe they have a shot thought that they want to share with it, and they will go ahead and, and leave a comment there and uh, for others to see. And then we uh, once the um, our, our message boarding system, another thing that does that does this kind of interesting, maybe different from other sites like Reddit, um, is that uh, we allow you to filter comments according to basically sentiment. So if you want to keep, if you want to see everything, you have the ability to do that. But also, if you just want to kind of see the keep it light stuff, um, you have the ability to do that as well. So. Um, it, it, it's kind of a different way that we're approaching the way that the community can interact on the subject. Now, I'd like to um, I would like to bring this topic up um, because, I mean, this particular image up right here, Mount Washington yep. UFO. Uh, this was a section of a stereo opticon card, and I'm very, very familiar with this yeah. uh, one in particular. And uh, Richard. Dolan is out there saying this is a, a really great photo, but um, this is a play of the camera and that is actually a building uh, that this has been well organized and even on the edge of the card, it's, it, it identifies that what that building is on Mount Washington. Yeah. So, but everyone has this out there as a real yeah. photo. So it's, uh, you know, I mean, I don't mean to do this in any way to embarrass you, I just, uh, I just saw this. And that, yeah, no, we don't take it like that at all. In fact, that we want people to comment on it. And so that's what, that's, that's the type of feedback we're trying to get on this stuff so that people that maybe do come across this photo, hopefully they'll come across it on our website and they'll be able to see it and like kind of maybe get to kind of the truth about what's going on with the photo because we, we don't want to sensationalize anything. Like if this is not a, an actual UFO photo, we want people to know. Um, and we, I think we all want to know. We don't want to kind of, we don't want to be misled on the subject or on any of these. So you'll find throughout here, whether it's the incidents or the photos, it's a mix of things from things that are really just inconclusive to other things that, uh, you know, have been debunked and that are hoaxes. Um, so that's part of what we're trying to do. We're trying to basically organize it in that way so people can get at a little bit, little bit closer to the truth. Yes. And um, I hate to do this too, but I also have another one for you. Yeah. 
No, the, 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 uh, the Brazil okay. one, I think that actually right. looks as a hoax on there. That actually. is this one right here. Yeah. This is re reflections of the lighting inside of a diner. And yeah. uh, now this actually made, and don't feel bad about it, because this actually made the New York Times as a UFO mm -hmm. incident. So, and I and I called uh, Leslie Kane, and, uh, who was the uh, author of the article, and I said, Leslie, uh, that is a reflection in a diner of the lighting. Now, if you yeah. step back and you step back in the picture, you can see that that is exactly yeah. what it is. And she said, oh, my God, well, you know, the New York Times picked that image. So yeah. she couldn't she couldn't have it. You know, it went off to print, basically. Yeah. So that's another that's another case. But it, it, it you know, you I'm glad you're open to the feedback. And I'm Absolutely. glad you're, uh, you know, and you're not taking offense to any of this. Oh, no, not not in any way. And that's a widely circulated photo. But um, I think yes. a lot of people have actually seen they're very, they're aware of that. Um, so but yeah, what we want to do is we hope to get feedback and comments just like you you um, provided right now on to each of these so that we can um, so, th so that the community can like have kind of a. a a more uh, realistic sense of what's actually going on with these. Um, some of these, like the, the particular section of the website that you're in right now with the UFO photos, that's just a collection of like probably the most popular UFO photos, or there's hundreds of them out there that people have seen that are, that are kind of interesting. Um, a lot of those are fakes. A lot of them are hoaxes. Um, a lot of them are just kind of misidentifications. And we don't make any attempt to uh, to uh, categorize those because we, we simply don't know. We don't have a, the, um, the, the background, the, you know, as a team. Uh, we, we need the help of the community to be able to uh, assess that. Yeah. No, that's good because these are widely, like you said, they're widely circulated images that anyone is going to come across if they're looking into this topic. When I first started looking into this topic, I I could have made so many mistakes and I did make some mistakes, you know, thinking certain things were real and certain people that I thought were reliable. And it's hard, you know, for the beginner, there's a lot of new people that are looking in to this topic, you know, on a daily basis, new people come into it all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and if they get involved in what they find out later is a bunch of fakes, they may just say, well, forget that the bunch of screwballs, yeah. you know, so it's good to get this information. And I'm glad this is why you have, you know, your website where you attempt to, to get out the, the real stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I, I think you're right. Like we've all, um, I think, um, run this situation where we think something looks really convincing um you know and then you find out later that it's not and it, it is kind of deflating i would say um and i think that it turns a lot of people off from the subject because they once they encounter that um they start to think like well everything's just made up everything's fake and but i you know i think we anybody who's been looking at the subject would would dis, would probably disagree with that statement that everything is fake and made up um and so what we're trying to do is we're just trying to provide an entry point into the ufo subject for that those people that are new to it or maybe hearing about it for the first time or taking an interest in it for the first time they have a credible place to go to to begin to kind of like digging into it a bit more so we do want all of it we want like we want the stuff that's you know been debunked all the way to the stuff that's really kind of inconclusive and uh just we're trying to organize it and structure it in a way that people can um, get, get a clearer picture of really what's happening maybe yeah, and I think to kind of like go off of what Neil is saying too is, you know, this this really is sort of like in its infancy. And so we do, you know, we understand like, like okay, this is a work in progress. And I think, 
you know, from my experience, at least on the on the Internet, is a lot of the sites you you go to and stuff. Um, one thing that can be really difficult is being able, being able to find a searchable website, being able to find sort of like a user friendly interface and being able to kind of like interact with the content. So anybody can say anything or put anything about something on their website. And sometimes you don't really have any kind of community feedback or anything like that. And I think, you know, we are really just a small team. And honestly, Neil does so much of the work as far as the website is concerned. So, um, you know, this, this kind of putting it out there for people and allowing them to provide their feedback, give us insight because Neil and I also, I mean, as, as much as I read and I learn, I, you know, I'm always figuring out something different or maybe I find another source on something. And so we're trying to find a way where we can bring all that together and let people, you know, interact with one another and we can hopefully develop these credible sources and what and a website that people will know they can go to and they know that at least we're doing everything in our our power to provide them with accurate information is really the hope behind it yeah yeah okay you see this question up here is there a mm -hmm. way for people to submit photos and you did say there is a way that you can post anonymously on there right you can, yeah. So um, you can post comments anonymously. The best way to send us photos would be just to email them to connect at uh, the ufodatabase.com. We are working on functionality right now to allow actually community members to be able to like help us build out the site and add content to the site. So that's a feature that we we hope to uh, launch a little bit later this year. But um, if anybody has like higher resolution photos or something that's maybe on the site that they think is important to communicate to a broader audience and are just looking for a place to get it out. Um, you know, we want we want to receive that information. So uh, we, we encourage you to send it to us and we will definitely um, get it on, get, get it online and uh, put it up for the community to see and get it organized in, into uh, basically the framework that we've established. Now, uh, we talked about, you know, the, the skeptical part of this um, are are you getting contacted from those people too as well? You know, people that are, uh, you know, more or less skeptical in general. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I think one of the my favorite things, honestly, about the community that I have been able to kind of develop and and connect with on TikTok, especially, um, is I just I get such a range of people, and and I think that. I, you know, I get a lot of skeptics and Neil and I kind of talked about this before that, you know, there, there is a difference between the people who are like the naysayers and they're going to just, you know, they're going to kind of try to throw water on everything. And then, you know, a lot of times I get things where from my research or from what the information I've been able to gather and what I've been able to put together and share with people, um, I don't, I don't always have it all. And so then I get people who present sort of that skeptical point of view, but they are able to kind of give me something to, to, to kind of look into. They'll provide maybe, you know, another source or something else to kind of look into. And that is something I would say that I appreciate. One of the things I appreciate most about our community is we do have a fair amount of people who are, are following us, but they are skeptical of the phenomenon, but you know, 
in some honestly, I've been reading lately how the skepticism has kind of been decreasing as far as the American population goes. And I think that's it's not to say that everybody believes, you know, what that it's aliens or it's extraterrestrials. But I think you do see this progression with mainstream media and, and the narrative kind of being allowed out into the public more that you have um, the ability to, to allow people who are skeptical to sort of open their minds to maybe it's not UFOs, maybe it's not aliens, but they aren't completely shutting down that idea. And they're not necessarily saying that that's the craziest thing to consider. I know one of the uh, things that I say when I kind of break into the topic of UFOs or UAP, whatever you want to call um, <laughs> that uh, I often say that, did you know that the Pentagon actually admits that they don't know what these, you know, these videos are or that certain things they don't understand what they are. You know I mean? That just gives so much credibility does. to the topic alone. You know, yeah, so. it's you bring up a good point, Martin. Um, like it's always hard when you're talking to somebody new, um, especially if you've been looking into this for a while. Like, where do you make that entry point with somebody? Like, what is it that you that you uh, what, what is the bit of information that you can say to them to like maybe capture their interest and make them want to ask another question? That's something we have toiled with on our end to try and kind of understand that a bit better. Like, and and because it's hard because uh, you have so much information in your head and you're thinking so many different things. It's like, where can you start with somebody so that you don't scare them away? That's a really tough thing to do. That's right. Yesterday I was getting my phone upgraded in a uh, cell phone store and uh, they were trying to sell me internet. And I said, no, I have really good internet. It seems to lag a little bit tonight, but I mean, I have fiber optics here and all that. And I said, yeah, I have to keep the fiber optics because I do a live stream show next thing. Oh yeah. What do you do it on? UFOs. <laughs> and then there's a little silence. And then the girl said, oh, yeah, didn't the CIA say, yeah, so it wasn't exactly the CIA, but yeah, yeah, there is, a, you know, so it, it yeah. does get out there a lot. And these were, you know, maybe 20 something uh, year old, uh, the whole group of them. And uh, so hopefully they're listening tonight. Well, at least one of them said <laughs> they would. <laughs> yeah. That would be. Um, but it's, uh, I think that the public is more open-minded than they've ever been since I started doing the show, you know, uh, how many years ago now? Uh, 12 years ago. Since mm -hmm. I started doing this 12 years ago, it's totally different. You know, in the beginning, it was like I was embarrassed to say I wouldn't tell anyone. You know, I even held it from my son. I know that's terrible. But yeah. it was a few years before I even told my son that I was doing this show. Because <laughs> he's, yeah. Oh. he's, yeah. He's 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 a he's a soft skeptic. He's a skeptic, but he thinks there's really something to this. Uh, after I showed him the Ariel school incident and a few mm -hmm. others, he's like, hmm, you know, mm -hmm. there there's something to it. Um, yeah, and I think I get that a lot too. Yeah. Where I, you know, I so my my girlfriend is, you know, she creates a lot of content and stuff, and people ask her, oh, what do you create content on, and this and that, and then they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, yeah, I, you know, I I also do some content creation, and they're like, what do you do it on? And I'm like, I do it on <laughs> UFOs, and and you know, sometimes there's sort of like that blank stare on their face, but then it's sort of, it's not like wow, that's 
so crazy. You know, I've found more times than not that somebody is maybe they just don't even know how to talk about it. But I found more times than not that people are at least now in a space where they're willing to at least have a, a, a little bit of a conversation about the topic. And I think, you know, just in this past year with everything that's been going on, it, it is a little confusing at times. But the fact that you have all of this being Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Given to the, shown to the public. Nothing's really been given to us or, or anything, but, you know, it is being talked about a lot more. I think that there are certain people I've interacted with where, maybe even just a couple years ago, this, they would have just, you know, like, Oh, that's, that's, that's just crazy nonsense. But now I think people at least have some sort of interest in talking about whether it's, are these extraterrestrials or is this a national security thing? Is this government technology? You know, the, the willingness to talk about the topic is, is growing, which is really nice to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it just has, it has changed, you know, as I said, just tremendously, um, because, uh, before, like I said, I was totally embarrassed to bring it up. And now I somehow was at a mathematician's house who had a collection. I do fine art appraisals and, uh, uh, somehow, oh yes, I know what it was. She said to me, I wonder uh, I wonder if aliens like glass sculptures. That's exactly what she said to me out of the blue. And it's like, you know, you have the opportunity once you something like that happens, uh, even on a professional level. If someone says something that like that to you that had that wide open. I told her I was at the D.C. hearing, you know, uh, this this July. Now, one thing I will tell you that people's eyes still glass over and they turn the other way and they get fidgety if you talk about crash retrievals, reverse engineering crash retrievals. That's a little too far for most people to go. And I got to be frank, you you know, when I first heard uh, back in June, I think it was June 6th when Dave Grush uh, first, it was first released in the debrief and all that. And I heard about it a couple, two or three weeks before that, that type of thing was coming out. But once he came out, um, that was a difficult pill to swallow for, for me. And, uh, you know, you kind of hear the rumors forever, but when someone mm-hmm. actually goes to the the point where he did, uh, you know, in uh, the whole whistleblower uh, situation, that makes it like, wow. But you try to talk to the average person about that today, and it just doesn't, it's going to take a long time. You know, it would actually take mm-hmm. proof in hand, uh, the nuts and bolts, as they say, I think, before people would really take that part seriously. Yeah, and I think, you know, go ahead, Neil, go ahead. 
I was going to say, yeah, there are some definitely some areas you can head down where just you start to lose people. I think talking about crash retrievals is one of them. Also, when you start bringing in uh, talking about extraterrestrial interactions, those sorts of things, you, you can lose a lot of people. Um, so back to like what we're doing on the on the website, we are really just trying to stay grounded on talking about UFOs, unidentified flying objects, and just trying to get people interested in like, hey, there's things out there that are happening. Just asking the question, what is it? That That's really where we feel like it is, is a great entry point for this, for people that are skeptical and that maybe have a lot of questions and um, are not comfortable talking about the subject. Because we can all think that that's weird and like we want we probably want more information on that. Like something weird is happening. What is it? So, Yeah. And what were you going to say, uh, Cody? Um, you know, I was just going to say, yeah, I think the, the whole, you know, crash retrievals and stuff, that can be a tough pill for people to swallow. And... You know, I I've recently just become like I feel like I just want to be like an advocate for, you know, what things like the Soul Foundation are doing. And I really think that there's been so much focus on like waiting for the government to sort of give us something that we're just going to be like, wow, that that's just that's the proof right there. And the pace they're going and they've been going, but especially sort of this kind of like carrot they've been dangling out in front of us for the past year and nothing really comes from it um I, you know i'm not really sure that is going to change at any point no matter how much pressure is put on them it, there's always this pushback and there's always these workarounds and so you know things like what the soul foundation are doing is is something i think where we can really start to make progress on the topic and bring that scientific approach to it. And I think that is really the missing element is that it's just, we need to be able to at least have access to certain information and let people who don't have sort of certain motives going on um, dictate the narrative around this and let the people who are willing to look at this with a scientific approach take the lead on this subject. And I really hope over the next year, that will be the case and that we will be able to see some more scientific approach to this. And it, I think it will, from people that I've seen in my audience, that I think that's something that they're really looking for. They're, they're just so sick of what the politicians are telling them, what the government's telling them, that it needs to kind of be, the approach needs to go down a different path at this point. Hmm. Hmm. Um, there, uh, the way the, uh, well, according to Mark D'Antonio, we were on a crossfire last Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And according to his thoughts on David Grush, for instance, he believes that uh, he was sort of used as a puppet for controlled disclosure. Now, this is mm -hmm. just his theory. I thought it was an interesting theory um, just to let things out because he had an interest in it. Uh, you know, Grush had an interest in it. Of course, he was part of the UAP task force and all that. Uh, so he was tasked to do look into this subject. But uh, I think it's an interesting yeah. theory about Grush. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't side on any type of theory like that. But uh uh, it, it will be interesting. You know, I just saw just before we started the show, someone sent me an email and I couldn't even look at it because we were just getting ready. And it said, 
uh, New Bombshell by David Grush. Now, that could be an old title that someone sent, you know, or whatever. It might be something from the past. But uh, I think what has to happen, and uh, there's the uh, journalist named Michael Schellenberger uh, recently, uh, within the last couple of weeks, was saying that uh, he's in touch direct contact with, you know, firsthand witnesses. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe some more uh, will come out. This is supposed to be the year, according to Lou Elizondo. He's saying, you know, everything's going to happen this year. Um, but, yeah. you know, we'll just, we kind of hear those things a lot. Uh, I've seen, you know, over the years. Um, and a lot of people have told me that have been looking into this a great deal longer than myself tell me that they hear uh, this is going to be the year about every year for 30 yeah. years. You know? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I, I love it. You know, yeah. Martin, I want to say about David Grush, one of the things I find really interesting about it, kind of hard to make sense of, is the fact that everything he has said has been cleared by the Defense Department. Isn't that correct? Uh, yes, that's right. So some yep. very sensational statements that basically they are have given the thumbs up to to go ahead and say. So um, I, I just I, I find that part of it really fascinating um, that they he's not saying anything that's uh, as far as I know that um, he, he doesn't have permission to say. Right, that's right, and uh, which is kind of bizarre when you really think about it, you know. And um, so uh, the skeptics have said to me in that particular case. Oh, that's because it's untrue and they don't care if it's untrue. That's what, uh, uh, that, that's their take on it. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, I, I don't really know for sure, but, um, have, uh, let's see, I can't remember about you, Cody, but Neil, have you ever had an experience yourself? Any type of experience? No, I have not. Um, I mean, I, I've seen some things that I thought looked interesting or unusual, but uh, in, in kind of reflecting on them further, I think that there were probably like weather balloons or something along those lines. But I've never seen anything that I can point to and say 100 percent. Yeah, you know, that's um, yeah. really, truly a UFO. Yeah, well, I respect that. And what about you, Cody? I can't remember. I know, you know we had our conversation. I... You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat as Neil is like, yes, I've had a few experiences and, and one in particular I can think of uh, when I was camping in Colorado that, you know, when I, I reflect on it and I think about it, I don't necessarily have an explanation for it. So I guess in that sense, yes, you could say like it was a UFO, um, but yeah, it's hard for me to really say like I've had maybe that definitive experience where I absolutely was able to, uh, you know, see something and just, there was no way for me to explain it. And, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful though. I'm, I'm very hopeful. <laughs> yeah. Someone just put this uh, in the questions here. What are my thoughts about the squid looking UFO? I heard about that today, uh, no. but I've just been busy working um, in my office. So I never got a chance to look have either one of you checked the jellyfish or squid ufo yeah actually oh, i did i think yeah. i know what it is it's something okay. he released a while ago and i thought it was kind of silly myself but um, uh, maybe i'm so thinking my of understanding else. my understanding is that this this video that corbell uh just put out today 
Um, I don't know if he's necessarily put this out in the past. I think he's talked about how he has had similar videos, but there was a video that was apparently released on the weaponized podcast from him and they're calling it the, the jellyfish UAP. And he, he's all, he was only sharing maybe like a few minutes and little parts of the video that he supposedly it was leaked to him. And it was back in 2018 over a, a joint operations base in Iraq. And um, I, you know, supposedly like a highly sensitive area. There's an object that is kind of going across. Now, according to Corbell, the, the object was captured on video for about 17 minutes. It was seen going in and out of the water. I don't know. I don't believe that that part of the video was shown. And from what I remember seeing earlier, that was something that he was more or less told and may have not actually seen himself either. But, you know, it's an interesting uh, video. I mean, it's, it's peculiar looking. I, one thing I did kind of notice in the video is it seemed like there was a definitive statement that this object was, it was caught on infrared video from a military platform and that it is go, it is getting hot and cold, hot and cold. But from what I've seen other people talking about is that that's not necessarily what's happening. It's more that the way the sensor is adjusting, it's, it looks maybe like it's going hot and cold, but I don't know that that's actually what's going on. And, you know, it's an interesting video, but I think, there's still a lot to be kind of discussed about what is it we're actually seeing here. Okay. Well, I'll try to, I'll try to put that up if I can figure out how to do that uh, to show it, you know, to the audience as we're going along here. But uh, no, I have not, I have not personally looked at that myself and uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I've always wondered where Jeremy can possibly get these, you know, government, type military uh, videos and some of them were taking taken from cell phones by you know mm-hmm. uh, military uh, personnel uh, you know over a screen or something like that you know so that's pretty uh, interesting yeah um, but I, yeah. I think that like I you know I I think that Corbo and Nap have a an interesting platform. They have, you know, a large audience that they're able to reach. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I don't have their audience, right? I don't know. I, I, they know much more about this topic than maybe I do. I think from my personal experience, it's like certain things like this, um, you know, they do tend to make headlines and i think that's just all the more reason for people like uh corbell and knapp to to really give us all the information they have and just be very careful with what they're releasing because a lot of people do take face value at what they're saying and and you know i i appreciate what they're able to do but i think it's just important that anybody with a platform like that, like we, you know, we have to do our, our due diligence and hopefully give not too much of a biased 
narrative on on what it may or may not be is is kind of what I would say about stuff like that. Well, I think that's a very well balanced way to look at it myself. I I did pull it up. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to see it here. And uh, again, I will. This is something I'll try to put in the show notes for everyone as well. And let's see if I can get that up up in here. Uh, so yeah, it, it's the leaked, the leaked military. Uh, I, I just don't understand how a private citizen like uh, like him can actually get these uh, these videos. I mean, it's to me, it's it's rather bizarre. I don't know um, if he ever says. I, have either one of you ever actually seen him share where he why he's getting these videos? No, I no. haven't. Um, I, I wonder if it's just that he's possibly just known as being one of these people that can disseminate the information. And so when uh, maybe somebody has something like this to show, like he's the guy to go to. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. Okay. And yeah, yeah, I think he, you know, is able to, um, like Neil is saying, and, you know, he he's always been able to kind of keep those things anonymous and people will say, well, he has to and sort of thing. And, and you know, I, I get it. But I think sometimes the leaked footage, it, there's it leaves a lot to be desired because, you know, it's it's hard to say what what this is exactly. Yeah, you know, it, it it's so bizarre because it looks like almost like it's something that was uh, added, you know, and I know the military, of course, wouldn't do that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's so stationary looking like a, mm -hmm. uh, I don't even know what to. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess I don't I know what to say. I want to say it's a trash bag, but it. I don't, it's not. So, you yeah, know, it is. I, I would, too. Really I like... would, too. But but I will tell you that what doesn't look like a trash bag is that it's so <laughs> a trash bag would be flapping. You know, and that's yeah. not flapping at all. That's just staying exactly like an yeah. object, just a straight object. Um, let's see if we can get some phone calls into us. Uh, I'm going to open the phone lines, and uh, that number is 855-472-5483. Call in if you have a question for our guests tonight. And uh, Chanel will be standing by. Uh, so... Uh, anyway, uh, we'll see if we get any calls on this. And as far as uh, do you have a, a, a way for someone like can they join and log in and all that type of thing? Is that is that is that something you have the capability of? Yeah, we do. Um, when you go to the website uh, at the top right, there's the ability to create an account. And um, this was um, actually just a feature we just launched this last weekend. Um, there's going to be a lot more coming with that. You're going to be able to do a lot more in the future here. But uh, yeah, you can create an account. It's all anonymous. We don't even require an email. Um, so, uh, oh. and you don't even necessarily need uh, uh, an account to be able to post on message boards, which is kind of a neat feature, something you don't see very often. That's right. So someone can actually post. And I'm sure you go through and, you know, there's always... You can't help um, the fact that there's going to be someone that may write something that you particularly may not want to be up there. Yeah, we are using. So you uh, have to kind of go over that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Moderation is always a challenge with these message boards, but um, we are using um, some a lot of very different types of technology, including AI, actually, to um, determine sentiment. So when somebody posts a comment, um, we are able to determine whether or not it should be allowed on the message boards. So um, but it's it's because of that, uh, it's just really interesting use of AI. Um, it allows um, people to be able to post on there anonymously. Without now, having to go through uh, the account work of setting up an account and submitting emails. Yeah. And, like on Reddit, um, getting approved by the moderator. Um, it's just a lot more, a lot less friction in terms of if you want to if you want to interact with the content. Mm hmm. I get it. I get it. Um, uh, let's see. Um, and no, just real quick on that, Martin, I just I yeah. actually want to kind of touch on that a little bit more because, you know, I'm I'm obviously on a lot of message boards and things like this. And I think um, although they do, they obviously have their value and things like Reddit have their value and and you can connect with a lot of people, share a lot of opinions and things like that. I know from just in the past couple of weeks, some of the the Reddit threads that I um kind of interact with and stuff you know one big problem is that sometimes there's an overwhelming amount of people that are posting or there's maybe misinformation coming in and things like this and the moderators only you know there's only so many of them they can only do a lot of them are obviously volunteers they only have so much time and as much as i'd like to say you know they have sort of their community guidelines and rules and stuff um, you know, I have seen at times there's certain bias to what is allowed to be posted and what kind of gets filtered out. And I think something that I can, you know, appreciate what Neil has been able to do with what we're, tr we're trying to allow people to post on there is that, you know, one of the features with the AI is we're trying to just, it's just sort of trying to keep it logical and go through a series of steps. And people, if somebody is trying to spam or they're just putting something up there that is profane or just, you know, something like that, like that'll automatically sort of get filtered out. And you have the ability to kind of, you know, edit your comment because we're not looking for a bunch of spam or for people to just kind of like start using a bunch of, you know, words like, you know, and just make it a, an unsafe space sort of for people. So I think that's something interesting is like, there's that human element to it, but at the same time, um, there is that anybody can interact on there and we're not trying to, you know, create a, a only certain people with certain narratives can post things on there. And you don't necessarily like on some of the stuff on Reddit, it's like, you know, you have to have put like, built up a certain amount of credibility and and karma points and things in order to even make a post and sometimes that can be a big barrier for people where they don't really want to do that they they want to interact with the community but that's just something that maybe limits them from being able to engage with with their peers and stuff mm -hmm. uh -huh. now to i guess i'll ask uh i'll start with you cody do you have a favorite UFO incident? <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I have a number of them. Um, you know, I think, I, I think I'm always fascinated by the Phoenix lights. I have always thought that is a very interesting case, um, you know, with just so many witnesses and a lot of very credible witnesses and something that has been talked about, but there it's been brushed under 
the rug a little bit. And it's it's never really we've never gotten any sort of satisfactory explanations. And I think some of the explanations for it don't really seem to fit. Um, and so I, I really find that one of, a very interesting case, in my opinion. And then um, I would say like the the Rua incident. And at the aerial school and the yeah. the tic tac incident, those to me are just they all have their their elements to them, but sort of like these mass sightings, along with credible witnesses. And I know like the aerials, you know, you have a, a lot of children who are describing something, but for so many children to make up a story that all kind of fits together, I think it's something really really interesting and then like the tic tac incident where you have extremely highly trained pilots who are reporting something um i just you know i i just can't help but be very interested in what is it that they saw right no i agree with all those that's for sure uh mm -hmm. the ariel i think is to me is the i guess if someone asked me what my favorite incident it would have to be that one mm -hmm. um yeah just it's just incredible. And what about yourself, uh, uh, Neil? Yeah, there are a couple that stand out to me. Um, uh, uh, I think that the Chicago O'Hare incident is really interesting. Okay. Um, that one is just, uh, just I find it hard to believe that so many people saw this thing and it was a lenticular cloud um, above, yeah. the, above, above gate C-17. Um, yeah. That's hard, to, hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, but the one I really want to know more about, um, and I haven't seen a really good explanation for this yet, is the is the Jerusalem UFO. Have you have you seen that video? Are you familiar with that one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that might be a hoax. That's the way it was originally. Are we talking recorded. about the the rock? Um, uh, yeah, is it the one where it shoots straight up? It is, and uh, that's yeah. that's exactly the one. And the reason why I think that one's interesting is because of first um, what you saw in the reports that came out um, in the in the days immediately following is that it was a hoax. But then what came out afterwards is you started to see these uh, the, uh, footage of the of the event from multiple camera angles. So on our website, you can see actually there's a there's a collage of basically four times uh, synced up together where you can see it happening from four different angles. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But what's also fascinating is if you uh, do a little bit of digging, you can see, you'll find that there were actually interviews with people that were under um, near the rock when, when that happened. And they're going in and they're talking to shop owners and um, basically people saying they can't explain what happened there. They saw something, but they don't know what it was. So that's one that's like a, a big mystery. It may end up being a hoax, but um, I I find it really fascinating. It's it's really kind of some interesting footage. And if it is a hoax, it's uh I think it's pretty well thought out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're going to, I think that's going to be it for our show this evening. And uh, it's been wonderful with uh, you two gentlemen. And I wish you all the luck with that website. It'll yeah, be linked in the show notes and uh, through the text also as well. But you've both been uh, very kind and uh, I appreciate uh, what you're trying to do and trying to get that information out there. You know, it's uh, it, it's great to have uh, younger people as yourself. I consider you younger, <laughs> considering where I'm sitting from. Uh, I uh, I do appreciate the fact that uh, you're taking this seriously and, and trying to do something with it. Well, yeah. thank you, Martin. We really appreciate your time and having us on here. Yeah, you bet. All right. You both take care now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
All right, uh, we will be back next week and it's with uh, Grant Levesque, a ufologist from Australia. Uh, thank you all very much for watching and listening and remember to keep your eyes to the sky.